0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, From spirit of the lord church in north minneapolis pastor joe sutton
1: hey good afternoon everyone this is pastor joe sutton coming back with you glad to be back on this saturday afternoon and uh i have a guest with me in the studio and uh he's called marco the poet and uh today we're going to delve and talk about uh just using the arts uh, to reach out to reach people with the gospel and uh so uh marco i'm gonna give you a little time just tell us about about yourself you know what what you're doing what's going on uh, how you came to meet the lord just give us a little brief brief testimony
0: well um the way i came to meet the lord was um my mother she was suffering from a mental illness and my father he had a drug addiction and I came to the Lord through Sunday school. Sunday school. <laughs> my grandmother made Good sure Sunday school. I went to Sunday school, told my cousins, who she also, she raised 12 kids along with some grandchildren, and so she told my, my older cousins to take me to Sunday school, and um, I grew up in Chicago public housing, and so around my neighborhood there was all type of gang activity and uh, negative vices that could easily distract you. Um, but it was in church where I saw a deacon named Deacon Nance and I didn't learn to worship um, from my from my father or from home. Um, I went to church and uh, it was Deacon Nance that wasn't a shame in Sunday school. <laughs> and he's he, he would just break out and say, thank you, Jesus. And I never saw a man so passionate about Jesus and and. That was different.
1: Yeah, that is different.
0: That was different from what I saw every day in my community. So, um, that sparked my interest in Jesus, and um, from there, it, it's just been a continuous journey. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you, you you got that title poet. Yeah. You know, what what brought you into poetry as an art form?
0: Well, I was originally into hip hop and and rap, and it wasn't. Uh, sanctified it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't that holy um but um i went to church i always went to church but i didn't know that i needed to change my lifestyle and so you know church was was an activity that i went to but as i grew and matured i realized that i had to make some changes to my lifestyle And so um, I started thinking about how I should live. And so it was from there where I was like, man, so what do I do with this hip hop? What you know, at the time, there wasn't a lot of Christian hip hop artists, you know. And so I didn't see people like today. We have artists like Lecrae and and Trip Lee and all these amazing hip hop artists, you know. But uh, when I gave my life to the Lord, it wasn't a lot of that. And so I asked the Lord, like, what do I do uh, with this gift that you've given me with words? And so at the time, you know, I knew that they wouldn't accept hip hop. But maybe if I slowed down the lyrics, uh, they would be able to hear the poetry. And so that's what I did. I I slowed down the lyrics and uh, God began to use me with all generations. You know, I noticed that. That some of the senior citizens were my biggest supporters, you know, and and so and then I, I I matured and realized that, you know, praise is magnifying the Lord and praise is extolling the Lord. And so I can praise God in so many different ways. I can praise him. I can actually praise him through hip hop. I can actually praise him through poetry. I actually can praise him. I can lift his name. I can magnify his name um, through all types of expressive ways of the art. You know, so um, I think it just took me a while to mature and realize exactly who God really is. And the more I realize who God really is, the more I realize that, you know what, when I come to church, I don't have to become. Something that's not naturally me God accepts my creativity He accepts my originality He I'm uniquely and wonderfully I'm beautifully and wonderfully made And so uh, the closer I got to him The more of a revelation I I got to You know what he accepts my art He accepts I know it's different from uh, The Orthodox Church uh but he accepts my worship, he accepts my form of giving him praise and so yeah
1: uh, so when we look at this um, as we praise the Lord in these different different forms and i i'm I'm with you mm-hmm. i mean I, I you know you know prior to uh you know as they say conversion <laughs> yeah. we all did some things, and I remember when hip hop first came into form. Uh, in, in the early, you know, early seventies, and it came. My my buddy was from New York, and uh, we DJed together in Florida. And I would grab stuff from Chicago and bring it back down there, and he would grab stuff from New York and bring it back down there. And, and uh, so sometimes we would have stuff way before anybody else. people would be begging us for a copy of a record or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, you you always have that thing that if you have a nice beat and a lyric it can cause people to really think, you know what I mean? And it's, it tends to stick with you. And so even, even in doing, uh, evangelism or, or outreach, you, know, you had arts and the arts at one time, you know, the church had like a, 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 stranglehold on the arts, you know, all the arts was coming through the church. And then we kind of separated, you know, probably in the last hundred years, we kind of separated from that point. But, but now you see it coming back. You know, you see, it, you see it coming back, uh, uh, music is becoming, uh, you know, even worship music is a top seller. You know, uh, to the tune where I don't even think we have a Christian record company left. They've all been bought out, you know, by somebody because they they're making money. You know, they're making money. I remember this, it, it, the number one selling album was this compilation of Christian songs about ten years ago. It shocked everybody. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was one of them KTL type things late at night, and they, everybody was buying it. Because everybody that wanted something peaceful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, something, something to listen to, I guess, besides uh, ocean waters at night. So when you look at using the arts, when you look at using um, music, poetry, stories, plays, um, you know, the the arts as far as a form of evangelism, uh, you know, what, what benefits or liabilities does that have with today's young person? you know, when you look at the arts?
0: Well, my church at the time, um, at first there, there was an older pastor and his name was pastor CJ Thomas. I grew up at West Point Baptist church in Chicago, right across the street from Ida B. Wells projects. And so, um, I used to fall asleep (laughs) in service. Um, we didn't have a youth program. We didn't have uh, a youth ministry. Um, All there was was it was Sunday school and a lot of times we would as youth try to sneak out of church, go run to the local store or chill in the basement uh, because there wasn't a lot uh, for us. Um, So then a new pastor came to the church. His name was Pastor Corey B. Brooks. And so um, he was a younger pastor. From there, we had a youth ministry. We developed a youth ministry. It's one of the first things that that occurred, and we began to do graffiti art downstairs, and 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 that was so different. We had never seen anything like that in that church, uh, but that's something that he brought to the church, and he began to hone young young people like myself. I wasn't a minister then um but in 1999 i was officially licensed to become a minister you know so and i was one of the first young people in my church to kind of accept my my calling in that way you know so we started uh friday night live and i i played my my pastor in basketball because i wanted to get a dj uh table uh because I felt like it would bring a certain type of energy to the youth ministry. And so uh, we went out to Ellis Park and we we hooped for, you know, the, the DJ table. Um, but. Just just the fact of a, a, a DJ table being in a church for some people, that's that's untraditional. What is a DJ table? doing in the church. some people when you hear that uh, that it, the church is not the place for a DJ table to be. The church is not the place for a poetry or, or rap or hip-hop or any of these things um, but I would say that the church should always be the place of innovation. And a lot of times it takes the church so many years to catch up with, you know, cause if, if the world is on MP3s and we're still on cassettes, it, it's like we're, we're behind, but it, there was a point where the church was the innovative force. And so I think somehow we've gotten comfortable and the church. It can, it has the power to still be that innovative force. But I'm not sure if we've fallen from grace because instead of being that innovative force in, you know, setting the tone for the rest of the world, it's like we, 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 we're trying to fit in with the world instead of realizing God's creative power Like in Genesis you see God is a creative God you see him creating You know on the first day and the second day And he says it's good and so God is 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 a creative God I mean his imagination I mean the things that he Made the trees it was nothing Until he spoke it And so uh, the God that I Serve he's a creative innovative God and so if I'm to be Christ like, to me, I have to adopt that same creativity and that same innovation. And I have to be ahead and not behind what's going on in the kingdom. And so, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I agree definitely that, that if you have access to Almighty God in the mind of Christ, you shouldn't be behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, but sometimes yeah. I do believe we become comfortable with what we have, and we don't look ahead to see, to see what what changes are coming, and and to be ahead of the game, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us so that we can so that we can get out there. And one of those areas is with young people. Period. Just when we we get out there, uh, you know, we we form opinions in the minds of our young people without really thinking about the opinions that we're forming because, I mean, you know, we're the ones when they're born that tend to sit them in front of the TV. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you, so you, you sit them in front of the TV, the TV babysit them, but you don't know what's on the TV, right? And I, I just, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, if you live long enough, you see something. And kind of how young people live when they get older can be seen in some of the TV programs they watch when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, you kind of develop, you kind of develop, you know, like who you want to be, you know? I mean, you know, you kind of develop who, who you want to see. So, you know, like a lot of people now, uh, you see all these buildings being built and condos and everybody wanting to live like, you know, they on, uh, friends or, 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 Steinfeld or something like that. You know, everybody at apartment complex, everybody living, everybody running around, everybody doing that, you know, back in my day, it was, it was, uh, all the family shows and everybody couldn't wait to have family and, and uh, do things like that, you know, like the Brady Bunch, or you know, other things like that. It was family shows, and you know, then I noticed my kids kind of grew up with single shows. Everybody was single, and nobody how to get married, doing everything, and and that and that's and pretty much what they grapple to. And uh, but we set them in front of there, and we we set them there and there. But yet when we go to church, we still tend to function back on the other burner. You know, they're watching Sesame Street or Electric Company, and on the extra, they they're doing poetry, they're dancing. They're doing all this stuff that's what they're seeing right and then they go back to Sunday school and they still on flannels you know I mean? <laughs> so you're exposing them to this and then you come back and tell them that this is is how, where it's gonna go and they're like I, I like that better you know what i mean right. that, that that's 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 just a little bit better so so in 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 light of that we have to always think about what it is that we've exposed them to and how they're going to interpret what we say. You know what I mean? And whether we sing the word, preach the word, write the word, it's still a word. And, you know, and, and you have to understand that even though it might not be in our flavor. About to run up on our break time. Gonna take a break I'm here in the studio with Marco the Poet. You're listening to Isaiah 61, Radio Ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. And I will come back in our last segment and, and I wrap some things up for you. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
0: Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis.
1: Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo
0: hey
1: welcome back everyone this is pastor joe sutton spirit lord church here with marco the poet Now, marco you out of chicago right yes, sir and uh you know that's my old hometown uh don't have a no desire to go back <laughs> no i go back i go back to visit but i i uh, living there is uh, not my thing. I got a friend of mine. We both left Texas about the same time, and uh, you know we we stopped at this Waffle House down in Effingham, and, uh, and got our last bit of gas and said our goodbyes. I was on my way to Minneapolis. He was on his way to Chicago. I, I just prayed for him and said, "Bro, take my spot." <laughs> 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 he runs a he runs a prison ministry. Uh, he got a little time in Cook County and, okay. and runs this thing called the Bridge. And uh, so it's really pretty. Him and his wife are doing a real good job down there. Down they been really effective. So it's uh, so funny. He came to speak at Bethel one day, Bethel's Chapel. And he called me up and said, Man, I'm speaking at Bethel's Chapel, man, give me some insights on it. I said, I can't get any insights. I've never spoken at Bethel's Chapel. He said, Why they asking me to come? He's like, You taught me. Yeah. I said, uh, they're too scared of me. They, they don't know what I'm going to say. So they just, they just, they keep me, they keep me away. So he just died laughing. He just, he went in there with his, uh, Glenn, Glenn Fitzgerald. He got a little radio program there too. So I have to, I have to hook you guys up. Don't get you going. But when you look at the the arts, I know for us, you know, it's so funny when you said Friday night live, you know, we had an event called Friday night live down here for years. And we brought in, as I had told you yesterday, we brought in a lot of, a lot of hip-hop artists, a lot of things like that. A lot of local guys gave them, gave them platforms and things like that. And then we tried to turn it over to some others. And and then it just got, you know, it just seemed like youth ministry took a different turn. And a lot of pastors have young people and tell them want something to do. They just don't know what to do. You know, uh, what would be some suggestions that you would give a pastor and, as he tries to use the arts to either enrich the spiritual lives of his young people or to use it to reach out to win others.
0: Yeah, one of my my first advice would be to a pastor trying to incorporate um, incorporate innovative, creative things for the youth. I would say, reach out to your community, your actual community, because just throwing a youth program that doesn't make it youth ministry. Because if you throw an event and there's no youth from the community, the only youth that's a part of that program is some youth that you invited from another church. That's not the essence of what youth ministry is. If you could walk outside and you're not effectively reaching the very youth that's right outside your church. And so not all. Leaders want to hear that because some there are some churches that just sit on the corner and no one knows what's going on on the inside of it. And so they know it's a building right there and they know they see the cars outside and they know that there's certain programs and activities that go on in that place but they don't see it reaching them. They don't see themselves in that place. And so I think one of the first things also is if the word of God says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. I think we must be to be the examples of being a fearless church. And if we say that we're a fearless church, that means that we have to be as. As Moses told young Joshua, "Be strong and courageous." And so, what does courageous look like for a leader? It means daring enough to try something new. Daring enough to just step out on faith. You know, like it's not going to hurt you to incorporate some youthful things into your 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 church or your service. It's not going to hurt you. So, let a, let a kid. Do a rap piece for the
1: offering, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or open up or somehow like that. Just no. by letting them, do, letting them flex their their gifted muscles.
0: One thing I've realized is that if you just allow youth to just be themselves in your church, you'll see the ministry begin to develop itself. All you have to do is sit back and watch the hand of the Lord move. You just have to create a space where they feel safe. You have to create a space where, you know what? You're not trying to change everything about them. Now, does sin need to change? Yes. Do they need to know the Lord? Yes. Do they need to know what praise and worship is? Yes. But if when they come through the doors, your only focus is to change everything about them. And so David said, I can't I can't fight. With your armor, Saul, I have to be allowed to do the things that work for me. And so oftentimes we we call ourselves reaching out to youth and young people, but we tell them how they're supposed to be in this place instead of embracing them, loving them. The first the first sign that is the word says they will know you by your love. And so, if I know this is a safe place where I'm loved, where I'm appreciated, where I'm accepted, then I'm coming back to that place.
1: Amen. Yeah. And so, and and I I like to even take it a step further in that that even in the midst of loving you is that I'm going to make sure that affirmation of you was just beyond the church pews. Yeah. You know I mean, so I I provide a I provide a space for your gift to even go beyond. The church i mean you even go beyond that whether it's an outreach whether it's a whether it's a uh you know performing at a local school you know or something like that you know we, we get in there and and i'm just a firm believer that that uh that sometimes you know the word says from glory to glory he's changing us and transforming us and sometimes we have to start at a level that we're not comfortable with you know that was there for us but for them they're comfortable at that level and you have to set up a progressive path that they know that they can follow. And, uh, and and they'll be with you. Well, we're down to our last 35 seconds. If somebody wants to contact you, how would they contact you?
0: Hey, just reach me on Instagram under Marco the Poet. Uh, also on Facebook under Marco Anthony. Marco Anthony um, on Instagram is Marco the Poet. And, hey, let's connect.
1: Hey, check him out. I love his music. God bless everybody.